0: uh membership it's 10 bucks a month you get a monthly mastermind exclusively it's a zoom call every month with other youtube members uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the youtube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences so check that out really means a lot to me and thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show hey guru nation welcome back thank you so much for joining us make sure you like subscribe comment share I have dr. Faligan on Olu Yemi Faligan she is from Alberta Canada which is a uh, amazing place in Canada where I where I am here in Arizona in the winter we have a lot of license plates from Alberta a oh lot. okay. So, all, all the fellow Albertans, I believe you call them, they come here for the winter. We call them snowbirds. They're snowbirds.
1: What can we do? <laughs> enjoy, the, enjoy the
0: sun. Uh, but it's cold. It's cold here right now. So Dr. Falligan is a medical science liaison and her LinkedIn profile is underneath this video. And if you're listening on the podcast, First of all, thank you. Make sure you leave a review and check out Dr. Falligan's LinkedIn link underneath the show notes. So basically, uh, we met, you know, Dr. Falligan was wanting to transition to a clinical research career. I don't even know where we met, but we met. (laughs) Can you explain
1: like how we met? I don't even remember. I remember very well. So <laughs> I was helping organize a uh, clinical research day for CRAC Canada and you uh. were <laughs> you were what, um, you were one of the moderators for I mean several sessions it wasn't just one and I from there I gathered he is the guru when it comes to clinical research and I'm like oh okay and just before the session ended there was this um, you know speed speed um speed connected oh yeah
0: speed around yeah Yeah.
1: so um i was going to log off then i thought one last one last one and then it turned out to be you and we had a great chart um i told you what my um aspirations were and you gave me some nice tips so and then you introduced me to um uh what's it called now clubhouse And then
0: oh that's right. Okay. This is clubhouse (laughs) days.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I logged in one time and when I transitioned, I thought, oh, it would be great to let Dan know that I finally did it.
0: Wow. You know what? That's awesome to hear because I remember doing that event and I liked the speed round as well. I thought that was really cool. But its it I just didn't remember that that's where we knew each other. I just thought it was from LinkedIn.
1: No, it was there.
0: That's awesome. So what what was your background before Medical Science Liaison? Give us a little update. And we have a lot of viewers from Canada, too. But this applies oh, to anybody awesome. in the world.
1: <laughs> awesome. So um, I am a biochemist through and through. My first degree was in biochemistry. Second degree, though, was um, biotechnology. And then I went back to biochemistry when I... I wanted to pursue a PhD program. And um, my, back, my PhD research was mostly in cancer, genital urinary cancer. And I really enjoyed doing that. And once I graduated, I thought, okay, I would go into research and you know, dig in further. And I took on a one-year uh, postdoc position, but then I quickly realized that environment wasn't for me. I am a very outgoing person. I I did not thrive hours on end in the lab by myself, and um, I was I, I felt like I did great work, um, great scientific work. But I also wanted to be in a position or in a in a field where my work would be impactful quickly. And um, you know, I started thinking of ways to make that happen, and then I stumbled upon. The medical science liaison role, and I, I, went ahead, took a short course, and then, just you know, got to know more about the the field. And um, long story short, I'm here now.
0: So your degree is PhD in biochemistry. Yes. That's awesome. I think I remember our our conversation now because uh, you were doing lab research, and uh, yeah, um, they call it bench research that you were doing. Yes. And, there's a lot of people that transition from bench research to clinical research. I think, I mean, we need bench research. That's how we get to the clinical, right? You need animal that's studies, right. you need um, in vitro studies. It that's doesn't right. happen in people like from nowhere. <laughs> These Things happen beforehand in the lab and animal models. So that's awesome, Dr. Falligan. how How has your, what was the process like to get hired as an MSL? Like how many places did you have to apply and uh, go from there?
1: Well, I count myself lucky because I didn't have to um, search for too long. Um, I was very strategic about my search and I am grateful for a particular platform that I found and, you know, um, connected with. That's tricky scientists. They, they um, have a bunch of courses for specifically for PhDs looking to transition into industry, whatever the field, you know, medical science lays on clinical research. And since I already knew where I was headed, um, I, you know, enrolled in one of the courses, got to know the foundation of what the, the, you know, the field was about and um, learned interview skills, informational interview skills and, you know, everything you're not taught in school, basically. and. so I I went on to practice those things I had learned through the course. I did informational interviews, multiple inter, informational interviews, connected with people on LinkedIn, revamped my LinkedIn profile, revamped my um, you know my resume and cover letters. And um, as soon as I was done that, I thought to put my you know everything I had learned into work. I wasn't quite ready for the role at the time, but. I thought there was no harm in finding out if all that I had learned was actually, um, or, well, if I had really imbibed those things. And I started applying. So I applied to a couple of um, companies, actually. I, I got a lot from LinkedIn. Uh, so every um, mm-hmm. position that I thought, you know, I was remotely qualified for, I was throwing an application and just to see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. And my current role—that was exactly what I did. You know, I just threw in my application. I made, I did everything I could do with my resume to push forward what I had, uh, which was, you know, experience from um, the academia, no MSL experience. But I wanted to show showcase what I had to, you know, cover what I didn't have, and um, that was what I did with my resume, throwing the application, and then. I got invitation an invitation to you know interview and went through all the rounds of interview and hmm. uh, I'm here now so
0: most was that because Canada was that my advice to go medical science liaison
1: actually wasn't okay you actually said mm, that's a long shot because they usually want people who have prior MSL experience which I did not have so your advice to me was to, go through the clinical research you know, um, route and then find my way back to um, medical science liaison if I wow. still wanted to go there. Wow. But I was just hell bent on, well, I wasn't hell bent, but that was my focus. Medical science liaison was my focus. But then I had your advice in one hand and I was actually looking in three ways. So clinical research, medical science liaison and medical information. So I was looking in those in those three directions, and thankfully I nabbed um, the particular one I wanted.
0: That's so, awesome because in the U.S., I mean, uh, it's usually uh, like a pharmacist that's the medical science liaisons from the, at least from the MSLS I've encountered, yeah. but I didn't realize that PhD is also acceptable, and I think that's a huge. You know, maybe that's just Canada, I don't know. But in the U.S., do you know any other, like, non-pharmacist yeah. MSLs?
1: Oh, yeah, there's so yeah. many. Right now, I think the industry is more open to PhDs now, knowing that PhDs have a lot more. Awesome. And um, it's, um, it's a role that's open to PhDs, PharmDs, and MDs. And some companies actually take M- um, MSc, MSC as well. So, wow. um, I think, in the, I mean, the industry is now very quite open compared to what it used to be. And uh, PhDs are taking advantage of that.
0: That's awesome. For those guys wondering, in our uh, we used to post job postings on our Latinos in clinical research and Eli right. Lilly. Eli Lilly was one of the big companies always posting. And one day they posted like 50 open positions for medical science liaisons all across the country. And yeah. I think I recall, this was the first time I recall that they're allowing non-pharmacist non-doctor to do it which is a huge opportunity for everybody out there and how much like what does msl actually do how long have you been working as in that role and can you tell us like a day to day what you do
1: so i'm a fresh freshly minted msl right now i'm only 2 weeks into the job so Congrats. i really cannot say this is what an this is what a typical msl day is from my experience, but from you know, people I've spoken to, everything I know already that I intend to put into the work. Um, the major role of an MSL is to build strategic relationships and maintain those relationships with thought leaders. In my situation, that would be in the myeloma um, area, therapeutic area, and I'm literally um, rep- be, I'm literally the face of my company. To this key opinion leaders and health healthcare professionals. And my role is to build those relationships, communicate um, clinical data, um, clinical information, medical information, and um, engage in scientific exchange with these thought leaders with the goal of getting um, scientific insights from these thought leaders, which would, you know, which I'll take back to my company and that would inform um, the medical strategy of my company. So that's the, my major role. And then there are other, there are other um, things that I will be involved in attending conferences also to, you know, build new relationship with thought leaders in my therapeutic area, um, gather, you know, competitive um, intelligence and um, just push the brand. Well, not the brand forward, but, you know, push the brand forward scientifically, that's um, the limit to which my role, I mean, to to which um, the medical science liaison works.
0: Yeah, that's a, a, I I tell the sites all the time, the study coordinators and the site owners out there, like if you work with a doctor and they have a lot of sales reps coming in the office. What you want to do, because the uh, at a lot of these sites and clinics, you just take for granted the sales rep come every day, brings, you know, coffee and talks to the provider. What I always do is I talk to the sales reps, I, I want to get an introduction to the medical science liaison, um, because I know that I can tell, chances are that MSL doesn't know we do research, especially if we're a new company. They don't know. They might know my doctor. Okay. He's a big prescriber. They might know that much, but they may not know they do research. And I've every single time I've had an interaction with MSL, it's been positive. It's never been them, you know, not wanting to talk to me. Um, I didn't get a study every time I did it, but I, it's always been a positive interaction. It's usually they're surprised. They say, well, I didn't realize that, um, you did research, so this is good. You know, we'll do the survey. They talk to the doctor. Um, exactly. I think they try to get, especially the ones that prescribe a lot. They try to make them nurture them to be key opinion leaders if exactly. they're not already. But another colleague of mine, Brad Hightower, mm-hmm. shout out to Brad Hightower in Oklahoma City. He reaches out to his medical science liaisons mm-hmm. in his area, and he asks them, "Hey, do you know any?" doctors that don't do research that are in this area that would be interested in research. And so MSLs for him are a huge support as well. So that's from my side of what we do. That's my interactions with MSL. But from your side, I know you guys are like the bridge between sales and R&D because the sales reps don't know anything about research. And then usually people in research, they don't know anything about sales. So you guys are really the the bridge between the two,
1: yeah, just like the name implies, the liaison and on, and truly, um, the the activities you just described are part and parcel of what an MSL would do. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, it's uh, an MSL is a great resource for KOLs for clinical research for linking the you know the best key opinion leader who would be best suited for a certain clinical trial and then pushing that, I mean not pushing it forward, but you know, presenting that to the company and um, you know, making making science happen that way. So med- I mean, medical science liaisons are just great resource and the work is intense. From I mean, from the little I know now, the work mm-hmm. is intense. There is so much that's that rests on one's shoulders as a medical science liaison. But I also think it's an interesting, it's an interesting place to be. It's an interesting um role to be in and you know you've been making impact in patients lives in um you know in clinical research in that in in, in, the, in your role and also one is a great resource to thought leaders and the whatever company you represent as well
0: yeah i think we got to give a shout out the going back to how you found this position yeah to give a shout out to the clinical research association of canada um Absolutely. I mean, Kim over there, you yeah. know, Kim McDonald Taylor, she's the one who invited me initially. I said, no, you know, I don't have time for an all day thing. They said right. it's two days all day. And I said, look, I don't have time. <laughs> you know, I have sites and all this stuff, but I can do like an hour or two. And then it was fun. So I ended up staying longer. But
1: oh, wow, nobody <laughs> no told that. you
0: nobody told you to go. Like you did that on your own, right? You yeah. had to find, how did you find this organization?
1: So um, I would say that I, went, I was introduced to the organization by um, by the leader. Um, I'm struggling now to remember her name. Kim? I hope can forgive me. No, not Kim. Um, uh, um. That would be... Sabrina? Not Sabrina, the, the second person.
0: Jaspreet or Jaspreet yes Jaspreet, Jaspreet, yes. Jaspreet so, Rewall.
1: yes that's Jaspreet I don't know how her name just eluded me so yes I was introduced to um to the um organization by Jaspreet who I had met at a different you know um program for clinical research it was like a short course a, a three-month course for clinical research pragmatic clinical research it was called and through our interaction we became part of the same group for the course. And then she told me what she was doing. And then she had mentioned that she's a they well, her her company is organizing this event for clinical research to bring more exposure to clinical research, particularly where um, cannabis and marijuana is, you know,
0: involved.
1: Yes. And I thought, oh, that's that's a novel thing. And then I I volunteered to, you know help organize the program even though I had just had a baby three, three weeks prior but I, I I thought it was a great opportunity to learn more and to connect with people of you know um like mind and that was that was how I got introduced to that circle and I am totally grateful for it it it, it connected me to some great people I mean it connected me to you. And
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> even though I didn't give you good advice to be an MSL, well, honestly, I had no idea.
1: You you gave me. I, I think it was great advice because I mean, you told me what part to follow, and that was. I would. I think I would have been frustrated if I was just looking for only an MSL position, and knowing that most companies would be looking for people who have prior MSL experience, that would have been frustrating. But the fact that I had three different opportunities that i could take advantage of that made my sale smooth you know mm-hmm. I, I i wasn't i wasn't frustrated in one direction i had two other directions i was looking at and i think that was honestly i think it was great advice
0: well thank you for that uh the mm-hmm. the point of this is guys nobody told her to go out there and you know hey go network she did on her own and uh, shout out to Spreet, Kim McDonald, Taylor, and everybody at Clinical Research Association of Canada. They're doing really good. They're doing better than the ones in the United States. They're supposed <laughs> to be doing. They're supposed to be doing that. I'm not gonna mention those organizations, but they okay. they got to be doing more of this kind of stuff. Um, are you? I always wanted to know about the uh, MSL role. I know you just started, but are MSLs responsible for like, do you directly supervise the sales reps?
1: No, no. Actually, our roles are very different and very separate. And um, we, we, we work together to a certain extent, but there are clear demarcations between our our roles. So while the sales reps are promotional field-based as well, the medical science liaison role is absolutely non-promotional field based still we are customer facing but we are able to to discuss um you know on label clinical data and off label clinical data um reactively though meanwhile the sales guys cannot discuss off label clinical data or off label information with key opinion leaders so there are clear um demarcations between our roles. And usually an MSL and a a sales rep would not see a KOL in the same room at the same time.
0: I see. Okay.
1: Compliance issues and all that.
0: So that makes me feel even better as, um, that makes sense too. And that makes me feel even better when I'm, sometimes I feel like when I'm talking to the sales rep that, you know, as soon as I ask for the MSL, that they're intimidated. But I guess that's not the case.
1: No, absolutely not. Because I mean, we work together (laughs) as a team. Our roles are different, but we're working towards the same goal. So if you ask a a sales rep for their MSL, they would be quick to provide you that information because there are certain information they cannot give. They're not allowed to give, which is actually the, the, the role of an MSL. So definitely they would point you in the right direction
0: yeah yeah that's always the case. the sales reps, no matter what company the ones I've yeah. dealt with have always been very uh adherent to the rules so I've never had oh, yes. one like each time I would talk about research, they would like almost cover their ears and say hey, i'm not a, <laughs> I'm not allowed to but <laughs> this is the person you want to talk to and then they, they introduce me via email and we' go from there so that's right. that's good to know that's very good to know uh dr falligan so yeah the good thing about m s l you can go any direction after that because you can if you like sales you go sales if you like r&d you can go r&d so i think you're in a perfect place and this interview is really good it's it's the first time i've ever interviewed an msl on the show and it's the first time i'm actually seeing one that's not a pharmacist (laughs) or an md but we're seeing a lot more we're gonna see a lot more because like i told you with those job postings right you know, even here in the United States. So it, it, we're going to see a lot of PhDs now. And that's, it's Absolutely. a great role, I think, for somebody who, especially for you, like, want to transition from from bench research to clinical research. I mean, you're going to have your hands involved in clinical research.
1: That's right. That's right. To, to a certain degree, yes.
0: To a certain degree. I
1: would, yeah. I would be supporting sites, um, you know, in my therapeutic area, if there are there are ongoing um studies so definitely i'll be involved in clinical research
0: wow that's big time they do you have they taught told you anything about investigator initiated trial like if uh let's say a key opinion leader because a lot of these guys and gals are basically like nerds you know they they think about how does this drug this drug can be good for this and nobody's (laughs) doing it did they tell you how you're supposed to handle this? Like if somebody requests to do a trial?
1: Absolutely. So there's a process in place for, you know, um, it's in two ways. If a KOL decides or they're thinking in that direction um, of, you know, going going, um, ahead with an investigator investigator investigator-initiated trial, it is my role as an MSL to link them up with the right resources within my company. And also, it is also my role to try and find um, you know, opportunities for such in- investigator-initiated tri- clinical trials. Um, I'm, I am privy to a lot of information about ongoing trials, um, the, the company pipeline, um, especially in my therapeutic area. So I would be in the best position to know Which KOL has the resources, has the expertise, who may be best suited for a certain type of trial within my therapeutic area? And I could bring that forward to the KOL. If they're not thinking about it, I could, you know, get them to think about it and, um, you know, push it forward and find ways of making it happen. But there's a process in place. I introduce them to the company, go through all the paperwork and, you know, get it started. So definitely that that is a
0: huge part of my role as an MSO. That is awesome because I have, even here in Yuma, you know, when I I moved here four months ago to start a clinic, I previously come from LA, Orange County area in California. It's only four hour drive from where I'm at. But uh, when I first came here, I started looking for doctors. I finally Mm -hmm. found a few that I'm working with now, but the first one I found He was not so much interested in doing industry-sponsored trials. He was more interested in doing his own studies. Matter of fact, he wanted—and I don't know how feasible this would be—but these like um, sinus spray.
1: Yeah. He
0: wanted to repurpose this for migraines and all kinds of stuff. So we had to like—I was looking like who's the manufacturer, and Mm -hmm. then I was trying to get a hold of the medical science liaison from the manufacturer to approach about something like this. Like, hey, how Absolutely. do we get a grant? So this is something that you you do, right? Like oh, MSLs yes. do.
1: Absolutely. It is wow. part of my role. So you see, it's um it's far reaching. The role is far reaching. You are in touch with different as, this different areas of um the farmer world. And just like the name implies, I don't think there's any better name suited for that role than, you know, liaison role. Yeah, I mean, you're connecting different dots and bringing different people together.
0: The thing I've never been I'm doing with my uh, with my CRO, uh, we are doing one investigator initiated trial for a breast cancer study, Mm. but I'm just managing it. I didn't get the study. I didn't bring the opportunity. I didn't get the grant every time I tried to for another P.I., Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work the the company even when it was like a very good idea i remember one doctor had this idea and we worked on studies with this other company in the right. past they loved us we submitted his idea we thought it was great it was something about amphetamine addiction and just repurposing their drug for amphetamine he wrote papers on this like a nerd right and i thought for sure we're gonna get it the <laughs> grant and we didn't they said no we I don't want to do it so how tough is it To actually, I mean, you. I know you've just been two weeks, but you guys get pitched probably a lot, and most of the time, the answer will be no, right? Like we can't, we can't do a lot of things. Have to go right.
1: Oh yeah, I I want, I want to, I want to assume so, or I want to believe so, because I mean, there's a process in place. um, You know, um, the the purpose of 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 the study. Um, okay, so there's a process in place, uh, an application has to be filled and submitted, it goes through different channels that vet, you know, the the purpose and the, the I mean, the merit of mm-hmm. the study, and, um, you know, you're checking out the key opinion leader, if they are a key opinion leader, or the investigator, their qualification, have they done this before? Have they been successful at it? What's, I mean, to, to what extent would this push the medical strategy of the company forward? There's so many, so many things, so many aspects that come into this and that are considered. So I want to believe that it's a, it's a process. And I mean, most companies a would go ahead and fund um, an, an investigator they believe would uh, contribute impactfully. I think so. I
0: think in this case, um, we worked with a smaller company. They weren't, right. maybe they were not financially ready. They just had mm. two drugs approved and, uh, they were small. Now they're a bigger company, but I think a lot of, there's a lot of variables, but you work yes. for a big, you, everyone can go on LinkedIn and see where Dr. Falligan works for, uh, who Dr. Falligan works for. <laughs> and maybe we should do like a yearly follow-up interview. You know, with you, Great. you could be our resident liaison, medical science liaison. We don't have anyone else on the show. Absolutely. That would be Absolutely. awesome. And it if, be. As, as you start working there more, I'll start networking with you on, hey, hook me up with the MSL in my area. Of course. Doctor, <laughs> studies. Of you know course. what sites are supposed to do, guys. Do your jobs.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll do, we'll
0: do. <laughs> that's good see networking is so important
1: we'll for
0: that all this happened from clinical research association of canada so thank yes, you kim. It
1: did. yes this it goes did. to
0: show you even for myself when i initially said no you know it's like too many too many days mm. there's always a way if it wasn't for kim being persistent she right. was being persistent i
1: know but i said <laughs> no to her like
0: three times and i know <laughs> i know kim i said look I'm sorry. It's just a lot of time. And then she came back. She kept making it, you know, d- appealing in different way. And then I said, okay, fine. Let's just do it. So thank I, you, Kim. That's, <laughs> we need more people like you,
1: Mara. Like Kim, absolutely, like <laughs> absolutely. I remember everyone was very excited when, he, when she came back and said, oh, Dan agreed. And I'm like, okay, who's Dan? <laughs>
0: who's Dan? <laughs> yeah, who is Dan? Well, apparently that stuff pays off because now mm-hmm. you're in MSL. Now we can network. I talk to MSLs. I'm supposed to talk to MSLs all the time. And so all the sites watching, all the people with PhD, pharmacy backgrounds, look, companies are hiring like crazy right now, right? MSL, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Falligan, MSL, we might have just inspired somebody watching who's PhD or a PharmD. I didn't know I can do this and go for it. Go for it, guys. Everybody wants to learn more. Go contact uh, Dr. Falligan on LinkedIn. Her LinkedIn is underneath and tell her hi. And uh, she's obviously a very nice person, as you can see. And we'll have her on regularly. So thank you, Dr. Falligan. Anything else that we didn't add that you want to discuss?
1: Nothing I can. Well, I'll just say um, if you want it that badly, go for it do what you need to do it's it's not that it's not that well it's hard but you can absolutely do
0: it <laughs> it's you hard but you know what else is hard becoming a phd or a pharmacist <laughs> or md that's hard right,
1: too right right so it's not it's not <laughs> that hard if you've been if you've gone through that training already this right. is um, a walk in the park compared to that so you can absolutely do it. if you want it that badly go ahead
0: I love it. I love Canadian people too. You guys are full of, <laughs> full of like entrepreneur and uh, inspirational people out there. I don't know what's in the water up there in Canada, but got to go back. It's too, after creeps. COVID. After COVID, We
1: don't share that secret. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. You guys are special. So thank you, Dr. Thank Dr. You. Falligan. I appreciate it. We'll be connecting more. Everybody go follow her. Thank you for watching. Like, subscribe, comment, share, and connect. Take care. Thank you
1: so much, Dan. Thank you.